It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, and Cow. Yo, yo. What's up, guys? Living the dream. What's what about you? Going on. Another week, another cigar cast. This is a record. We're well, keeping it up. Yeah, that's it's funny. Uh, I mean, no one's gonna mistake us for Viagra, but we have. This is five weeks in a row of, of keeping up with it. We have to call that doctor soon. <laughs> we, <laughs> thanks, Scott. Wait, is this five weeks or is this six? I mean, I don't want to get overly ambitious, but uh, I think it's five. I think it's five. Is it? Yeah. Well, uh, four more than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, what are you guys smoking tonight? A uh, little Tat Cajonu 2012 Broadleaf. Nice. One of my favorite Broadleafs of, of uh, really ever. Yeah, it's especially a good one. especially regular production. Yeah, for sure. Drew, what you got, man? Um, I just smoked one of those. Uh, I don't know what the small tat is. Or like a. It's not a cigarillo, but. The Noella? Like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Pretty good, man. Drew, are you making shit up? <laughs> Were you just smoking some hookah? Is that what you it was? Made some kind of cigar? <laughs> no, well, what is it? Is that what it's called? No, yeah, it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. That would have been hilarious if I made up some bullshit. Like, yeah, that's what I was smoking. Um, <laughs> I knew no, you probably little, knew. No, no, Noella is real. Noella is real. Okay. It was little and round, and I rolled it in some paper <laughs> myself. <laughs> uh, well, what do we got tonight? Kyle, what are you smoking? I got a. Opus X, Living the Dream. Um, it's from 2015, so I think enough age on an Opus to do it right. Is that um, is that the name of the Vitola, Living the Dream? No, no. I no. mean, they should all be called Living the Dream, but yes, they no, should. it's a, the little thought... Power Ranger, that little guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that guy a lot. Oh, yeah. That, you know, that was, um, that was a size that a lot of people went for. Now, let me ask you this. You see this a lot with cigars, too. Oh, you got to smoke this size. Then everybody, whenever they talk about a certain cigar, will be like, oh, you got to get it in this size. Do you think people actually like it in that size or they want to sound like they know what's going on because they've heard 20 other people say you got to smoke it in this size? Or because it's the hardest size to find. Yeah. I think you get a mix, right? You get some of those guys that have actually smoked them all and say it's really fantastic, and then you get the rest of the guys that just parrot that shit. Yeah. Like, I only had it in this one size, but it's good. Try it. Yeah. But there are so, some cigars that are way better in certain sizes. I've had most Opus in, yeah. in, in majority of their sizes, and I have my favorites. What are your favorites? It's gonna be like a like that that Bellicoso number two size and like a Toro again. If I've got plenty of time, I'll go for like their Churchill size, which I'm not sure exactly. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure exactly yeah. what they call it, but yeah, it's a good size. Much smaller than that, and they're freaking <sighs> crazy strong. Yes. So I don't prefer that necessarily, but 
And that's what I liked about some age on it because it mellows it out to where I think it's just smokable. How I many, don't like fresh opus. How many years do you like on an opus? It's, I think it's got to be at least a year. I think at three they start to be really good. And I think yeah. five or more you're hitting like smoking real good tasty taste. Smoking real good. <laughs> Uh, what an asshole! <laughs> you, you went for the you went for the twofer there. You took out you took two terms. Yeah, it might uh, even be delicious. I don't know. <laughs> delicious, I could handle. We're going for the bingo. Yeah, it's well, you know when I was uh, so I, when I was in the corporate world, um, it got so bad with these buzzwords, right? You know, yeah. uh, so my buddies and I made these bingo sheets, and we called it buzzword bingo. Oh yeah, and we literally played buzzword bingo during like conferences and stuff like that. That's awesome. That's a I good mean, idea. granted, I was twenty two years old, twenty three years old, so I was. I mean, I wasn't even. I was an immature jagoff. Now I guess I'm just a jagoff. But yeah, we used to play. Uh, used to play buzzword bingo, man. You know, you'd have all your like little buzzwords on there, synergy and. Subject matter expert, SMEs, or whatever they call them. Yeah. Uh, you got to take this offline, Mo. Yeah, I got to take this offline. Yeah, we'll circle back. Oh, yeah. No Touch doubt. base. Touch base always sounds like dirty to me. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Well, uh, this is the story of how Mo got fired from the corporate world and started his own cigar company. Yeah, buzzword bingo? Yep. Oh man, I was a walking HR violation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh man, when I manage a cigar shop, someone's like, "Do you guys have an HR department?" I said, "I am the HR department." Yep, right here. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, "Yes, we do sell HR cigars. They're right over." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The blue label is particularly good. Yeah, it is actually. I haven't had one in a while. It's a good cigar. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's that. Yeah. So, so Kyle, you said something very interesting earlier today. You said, you know, well, first of all, let's 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 circle back. Uh, <laughs> or no, that's actually using it incorrectly. We should do a uh, a buzzword podcast where we just use a bunch of buzzwords. But anyway, so um, <laughs> you had said, so Drew, you were looking for 2015, 2016. Um, Quesada Oktoberfest. You had asked if they were good. Yeah. Neither Kai, Kyle nor myself have smoked them. Well, Kyle, you haven't, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've smoked them. I enjoy them, okay? Oh, okay. Um, but I haven't. And um, so, now what did you say, Kyle? He was asking if he should buy some, and I told him, you know, why not? At worst, you can sit on it for a couple of years, and it'll taste different one way or another. Mm-hmm. Might be better, might be worse, but it'll be something different. So. so, brings me to the question. So many people are big on aging cigars. If you like the way a cigar tastes now, is there any reason to age it? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, but, end uh, of topic. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why? Um, it depends why you like it, I guess. For me... If, if you feel like it's got some maybe some strength to it, some good, strong body to it, then you might get something a little different when you age it um, than you get today. So it might be worth trying, I think. 
at the same time, if you age it and it ages really badly, you're kind of screwed. So I wouldn't age them all. Yeah. Um, what what I typically see recommended, and I think it's pretty good advice, is you know, who, if you're who set, set, what I what I typically see is what I'm saying mm-hmm. is is if you set a box of cigars aside, and then you smoke one of those every couple of months, you'll hit a time where you just want to smoke the rest of them. That's really good uh, advice. Yeah. So maybe maybe let it sit for like six or eight months, and yeah. then start picking them up, see where they're at. Mm-hmm. And then when you like it a lot, just smoke the crap out of it. Yeah, that's really good advice. Because maybe it gets better, maybe it doesn't. Who knows? But but try it, man. Just yeah. see how it goes. Just let them sleep a little bit. Yep. And huh? if you want to try aging a cigar <laughs> that's pretty cheap, man. Sorry, Drew. Uh, if you want to try aging a cigar that's pretty cheap that's going to do well, grab the Padron 1000 series, dude. They're so good. After yeah. You know, I took and, your advice on that, Kyle. What did you what did you think? Well, I'm still in the process, but I, I bought a box of five thousand Maduro and um I've smoked about a quarter of the box so far, so I'll pick up every either month or couple weeks I'll pick one up and smoke one to see how they're yeah. coming along. I think yeah. I'm at about five um no, I'm at about three and a half or four months now. A quarter yeah, ways to through. go. Yeah. So I'll probably get through half the box by six months and then let the rest chill until that year mark when you said they're really good. Yeah, that's where it, where it hits. Drew, what were you going to say before I cut you off, man? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is that? Is that? A car? Is that Dave's spirit with us? Yeah. Yes. Dave's spirit animal, Flowmasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't particularly like buy something to age, but I buy it because I like it, and then it ends up getting aged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because then the stuff you don't like that you have ends up getting aged too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man, because you don't want to smoke it. Yep. Yeah, I've had some stuff floating for ten or more years, and you smoke it, and you're like, "That's that's not better." That was still not good. When I literally, I I smoke one cigar and buy five more, so (laughs) you can never catch up. Yeah, you're screwed, man. That's true. It's kind of funny how that works out, too. Yep. But, you know, there's something about, listen, there's something awesome about being able to go into your humidor i don't care if you have 5 15 20 or 200 cigars or a thousand cigars there's something awesome about being able to go into your humidor and just being like you know what what am i in the mood for today yep you know love it and pick yep and so you know i think it's always it's always just going to be that way that you're always going to have more than than what you smoke or how often you smoke because you're going to want to give yourself options I mean, think about when you go into your own humidors at home and you see some stuff that you bought maybe a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, and you're just like, I don't even know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, well, I can give them away. And then it's like, there's that old adage that we always talked about with, with cigar etiquette. You don't gift somebody cigars you wouldn't smoke yourself, right? Um, 
Unless it's Dave. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, I don't know. Dude, that makes it tough. I've started having to, like, invite people to smoke so that I can give some away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come over and smoke so I can get rid of some of these before they do go terribly the wrong way. <laughs> Cause that's the worst too. Like you, you, you smoke something that's got even a couple of years and you're like, this is shit now. And sure. I, it's like wasted. I mean, you spent that money and it's junk. You know who, who appreciates every single one of those though, if you need to get rid of them somewhere is uh cigars for warriors. Yeah. That is yeah. true. They'll take anything, send them down to the troops overseas. Yep. They'll, they'll enjoy them. Not that I endorse just sending them shitty cigars. You should probably send like some good stuff too. But they'll take anything. Any yeah, and everything. I had a bunch of um, I had a bunch of cigars that uh, that I had that I wasn't gonna smoke, and uh, had a fr- had a buddy whose buddy was starting to get into cigars, and he's like, you know, uh, I'm like, look, man, I have a bunch of stuff that I'm never gonna smoke, so you could. Yeah, you could have you know you can give them to him, and he, I think he ended up smoking some himself though, which I thought was kind of. Like, I mean, I didn't mind, um, but you know, you told me you had a buddy who was, you know, what I'm saying. So. He had to pick through and get the get the good ones out. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's his commission. You, you don't want to waste the All good right. stuff on the newbie. <laughs> Drew, how about how about uh so I'm gonna so I'm gonna be on the cigar dojo on Wednesday. Awesome. So nice. I'll be doing that. Drew, should I tell them how many <laughs> how many fucking bundles of sassies we have? You should. See if they buy some. Make them a discount. Uh, Drew, the, the, the the Sultan's humidor re release. Yeah. Exactly. Well actually that could be foreshadowing. But uh, oh, not of sassies. <laughs> Who knows? Remember when those came out and everybody was going nuts, including us? I do. And we I'll tell you what, though, that's probably the, still probably the best five five dollar cigar I've ever had. Oh yeah, it was amazing for five bucks. I mean. Seriously, because I think with the coupon codes and stuff, you're able to get those for like five bucks a piece. Yes. Yeah. If anybody wants a bundle. <laughs> yeah, anybody con- wants a bundle. Contact me or Mo. We have plenty. Cool. That's right. <laughs> I've actually sold some of those by, uh, you know, friends and stuff. They like some newbies that have smoked them, and they're like, man, those are really good. I'd like to introduce them to a couple buddies of mine. And so they bought, you know, three or five or something. They there. are a good cigar. They are. They're good. They're still good. I haven't smoked them, man. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to smoke. I'm going to bring that with me. Oh, that's and perfect. I'm going to smoke it on that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you guys just hoarding all those so nobody else can have them? I honestly thought, well, well I shouldn't say that. I <laughs> thought I was going to smoke most of them. You know, I felt like I would give some away or at the time. I mean, this is what, four years ago? Sure. Be able to yeah. more so trade bait. Yeah. Like be able to trade it for other stuff. Sure. 
That reminds me of a conversation I was having in a lounge or like around in a lounge at least um, where a guy was talking about how he doesn't like it when people buy things to put in their collections, right? Instead of smoking it or smoking it right away in the store, which I thought was pretty interesting. You guys got thoughts on that? People buying stuff up to put it into a into their humidor for a while. Is this, the, is this the one we were talking about the other night? Yeah. So I used to think the same thing. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that was a well thought out <laughs> response. I know. I used to. So okay, I can remember way back in the day when. Um, like Opus were, were huge and you, yeah. you never saw them in the shop. This is like right. 2000, 99, 2000, 2001, somewhere in that realm. And, uh, I remember going in and like, uh, and actually before that VSG was huge where you couldn't even see those. So I remember those too. And you go in and like the shittiest sizes were left and it's like, well, at least I got one anyways. And so all the guys that spent like thousands of dollars, at the shop, obviously got first dibs on like the Opus yeah. and VSGs and stuff. For sure. And I mean, does it suck that the other people don't get to? Well, yeah, but you're kind of rewarding the people that are spending tons of money with you too. Mm-hmm. And as a business perspective, I mean, that's I don't well, know. It it's it's kind of uh, it's good, bad, but. I don't know. A lot of shops limit them to like two anyways now too, or three or something, mm-hmm. but somebody's going to hoard them. I mean, I, we used to see people go in because you'd limit them to two. They'd freaking go in every day or they'd send like yeah. three friends in to buy them. And <laughs> well, let's be real. We did that with Ligas. Yeah. I mean, we would go one day, then go the next day or two days later to get more. Yeah. You know, when I was really into like Liga T, I used to like the T fifty two a little bit better. I think. Yeah, that yeah. was the better one. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, we we were guilty of that too. I was. But still, like, if somebody wants to go in and try that cigar, it's still there if they limit it to two, right? It's there for a while. Yeah. I don't know some of that stuff, man. Well, you remember the Ligas were tough to get a hold of early. Oh, yeah. So it would be like, oh, they have a box of them over here, and it was gone within a couple of days. I mean, you had to right. you had to get over there and get your two. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they were going to be gone. And yeah. now you have, like, uh, 40 different sizes. And, and they sit on the shelves. They're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Which I think that kind of takes away from the cigar. I think it makes it not as good. And not, be everywhere? N- yeah, not that particular cigar, but any cigar when it happens like that. Why does it take away? Because it was so much more fun having to chase it down. <laughs> <laughs> the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. I even remember, I mean, Opus, you can about get anywhere around here now, too, and... Dude, you used to you used to see him at like two different shops, and it was for like a couple of days, same type of deal. And this is yeah. even in the last couple of years, it was like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I've seen <clears throat> several boxes of Opus sitting in a shop here for uh, a month or two now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to have that that mystique as much. I mean, look, I'm not. I'm speaking as a as a consumer here. Um, it doesn't seem to have that that. Uh, I mean, it's not that the cigars are really any different. I mean, an Opus is an Opus, right? Or a Fuente is a Fuente, or whatever. But um, it doesn't seem to have that sense of urgency that it used to bring, in my opinion. Yes. Like, like people aren't, um, you know, jumping over each other, you know, whatever, to try to get them, like, they, like I feel like they used to. Yeah, now it's the limited Opus lines that they do that for. Yeah. yeah. Like your Don Arturo's that just came out again, and your, um, your Forbidden 13s and your Sharks and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, what else, man? Like, like now it's it. It almost seems like the opus is not limited enough, right? Yeah. That's kind of like I think what happened to it. It takes it away. It takes away something from it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because all the rich people say, "I can get this now. I don't want it anymore." <laughs> I can, Cal, I can I, flaunt, I, I, flaunt I, my I, fucking money somewhere else. I see what you're doing here, Cal, and that's brilliant. <laughs> you're using this as a segue into that chart you shared with us earlier. <laughs> Maybe um, I don't know. We can go any direction with it. I figured I'd let you let you go there if you want it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it always, is conspicuous consumption when it comes down to it, right? That's just sure. what it is. Sure. But you know, I don't think. And, and I could be wrong, but I don't think that even for your wealthier cigar customer, the Opus was ever an everyday cigar. Yeah, I don't know. No, I think I, Opus was a, you had to like it. I mean, like, really like it. And it wasn't less, every day, unless that was it, all you smoked. I mean, it was literally all you smoked. That's a distinct cigar, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're not going to pick up any other cigar that tastes like that. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, you let, let's say you are wealthy, and this is 10 years ago or, or better. Yeah. You pick up a box twice a year. Sure. And that's all you can get. Yeah. Sure, look like a pimp yeah. to your friends. That's for oh, sure. Oh yeah, of course you do. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Like, <laughs> like I'll go, I'll go. You know, just to put it, things into perspective, it's like I'll go in the shops and I'll spend time there and I'll do whatever, and I can't even get people to acknowledge me, basically. Right. But then, like, other guys will go in there, and the next day, like, I'll see pictures of them in the shop, an event, or whatever. And it's just, like, the funniest fucking thing. Like, look who I was. Look who I was with, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. It's the best. But, yeah, man, people love to look cool. They're going to do yeah. – we've talked about this numerous times, you know? Yeah. Um, I Double your price, man. You might be cooler. Right, yeah. Everybody wants to to do what everybody else thinks is cool. It's kind of interesting, you yeah. Know? The band out mentality. Hell yeah. Uh, the Ray Finkel laces out. 
Jeez. Race Mingle. There it is. <laughs> somebody, somebody needs to make a, a bingo game out of our podcast. A what? Bingo game out of our podcast. Hmm. Drew, I see what you did there, too. They're very nice. <laughs> you guys are just really just... So Drew Drew was talking about uh, a certain cigar, what is that, last week, I think? Yeah. And, you know, I had some really eye-catching packaging and stuff like that. And um, one of us had made the comment that uh, it's like that, that, you know, like when you were a kid, and you used to like going to like you know Best Buy or or Blockbuster or whatever if you want to rent a game or buy a game. And you would look for that really cool artwork on a cover, you know. And then you'd get home. You're so excited because the the graphics look awesome and the the uh, the artwork on the box looked awesome. Then you pop in the game and you're like, the fuck is this? Looks nothing like the artwork on the cover. It looks nothing like, you know. Uh, you know, the graphics on the, you know, the stills that they provide on the back of the box. What am I playing right now? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel about <laughs> That's how I would compare that. Right? You have a cigar that comes looking really good, but doesn't deliver. Yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. Boy, now I can't even remember what cigar it was. I can, and we're not going to No, it, so. I know we're not mentioning it, but... Uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many times... I mean, has that ever happened to you guys? Oh, yeah. Come on. Advertising like, gets the best of you. <laughs> and yeah, even... I mean, for sure. It, 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 that can even happen with some of your favorite brands where you're like, uh-oh, got to try the Dude, we talked about one not too long ago. That was very disappointing from a very reputable, reputable brand. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're like, dude, it's awesome. It may not be the, you know, the cool colors and whatnot and the design, but it's the newest thing from them. And then you smoke it and it's like, Oof, that was not worth $25. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It kills the trust is what it does. Because the next time that brand has something that looks cool or whatever, you're just like, well, screw that. But some other sucker is going to buy it. <laughs> it doesn't keep reeling you in, Cal? <laughs> All I do is buy mediocre cigars with good artwork. <laughs> <laughs> Start calling you Drew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but seriously, though? What if you take the opposite approach and you said, look, you buy, you buy this cigar and it might suck. <laughs> you know, the, just go the complete opposite direction with it. You know, just lower the fuck out of expectations. And then they pick up the cigar and like, this is fantastic. I mean, it might work, except you're not going to get them to pick that cigar up. Yeah. <laughs> they might be curious, though. Maybe. Come on, it can't be that bad. That's true. Oh, you I think your cigar sucks? Like yeah. <laughs> Try this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From now on, I'm only going to smoke ugly-looking cigars. Because they got to have something keeping them in business if it's not the artwork. <laughs> but come on, there's some, there's some plain Jane crap out there that's good. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Paul Garmerian comes to mind. Love them. Those bands are ugly as sin. Love those cigars. Yeah, every time I see his bands, I think Point Guard, you know, and, <laughs> um, you know, you see a lot of those cigars in, um, in Washington, D.C. I think that's where he's based out of, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's Virginia. Their, biggest, their biggest face is D.C. <laughs> yeah, you see a lot of his stuff out there. But look, that's not that. Listen, man, some of this stuff that's coming out with the artwork and stuff is absolutely fantastic. And sure. some of it is, uh, I mean, just so creative. I mean, whoever's doing the marketing for these guys, the brand, whatever, I mean, truly fantastic. I mean, it, it, it really gets you excited about the product. So I, I definitely am not taking away anything from that. I'm just saying of the instances as a consumer where you get hyped about something and then it doesn't live up to it. And it's not just with cigars. It's with a it's lot everything. of different stuff, right? Yep. So. And those times, though, when it is the total package, right, when they have the flavors, the construction, the packaging, yeah. everything, that's the ticket right there. Sure. Like Year of the Dog, Davidoff. Amazing. That's, that cigar is fantastic, man. Just nailed it. Yep. Um, that's how I feel about Byron's, too, like the Byron freaking five años or three on whatever poemas and that cigar the packaging everything is just then the that's cigar itself spot on that's the jar right yeah oh yeah. uh, no this actually no? comes this one actually this particular size comes in a humidor box okay oh, so the awesome. box is actually doubles as a humidor yeah so you nice. can continue to use the box after you're done with the cigars as a humidor pretty cool man Did we want to touch on uh, SSBs, uh, SSSB, my bad, and what he said, what? Uh, Ted, Big Ted? Ted said? You guys remember that or no? Oh, about that particular brand of cigars? No, he was talking about a particular uh, review site. I don't remember the content. No. If Ted said it, it's probably right, but I don't remember the comment. He was just talking about how this particular site reviewed cigars that uh, he felt were relatively generic with flavors and construction. Been subpar, but that's almost too complimentary. <laughs> well, that's a brand that he's not digging, right? But the yeah. site is the one that's making the cigar feel gimmicky. Gotcha. You mm. guys don't remember all that? Yeah, I no. remember it now. I remember it now. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's brands out there that I don't know how exactly they're skating by on really good reviews and not really good third, fourth, and fifth attempts of cigars. I don't really quite get it. How are they getting these reviews? I don't know. Is Somebody it, must like the cigar, right? That, I would think. I would hope. I hope it's not just paid. There's a lot of there's a lot of murmurings in the cigar world about pay for play reviews. Well, that's what I figured, but I hate to say yeah, that. I, don't, I think that's yeah. every industry. I uh, believe yeah. that. Yeah. You can pay yeah. for whatever you want. <laughs> the best is 
this cigar would be fantastic if the last third wasn't acidic. If all I tasted wasn't like acidity, ninety-five. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. What can you do? <laughs> Uh, what can you do? I mean, it's the it's the danger of of subjective reviews, right? Like, no. of course they're subjective. They always are. They always will be. We don't even have like a vocabulary the same way that wine does, where you can even have a conversation about the exact same thing or think you are right. There are at least people in the wine world that agree what certain terms mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why is cigar so much different? It's a very similar thing. Yeah, I don't know. There's no, like, structure to it. I don't know, man. This goes back to that video that I watched where the UK <coughs> guy called us uncivilized yeah, cigar smokers. Power Ranger fucking you up? <laughs> 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 you all right, buddy? Yeah, sorry. Hey, I've been sick for like a week. Oh, well, that's a way to get back in the game. Yeah, just jack the opus. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> opus Ooh, here's always a, make me feel Here's better. a good question. Do you, all right, here's a question for you guys. Go for it. Do you, still, do you still smoke when you're sick? And secondly, does what you smoke change when you're sick? I sometimes will. It depends on where I'm at in the sickness. And what sickness mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, sometimes, it, like, okay, for me, this is how it's going to go. Going to the gym when I feel, like, really shitty makes me feel mm. better. So does smoking yeah. a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah? I don't know. Um, And then taste one? I don't know if I, uh, I think it's just whatever I'm in the mood for. Right. You're you're talking more like a stronger cigar because you can't taste or something, you know, like that. No, so two years ago, uh, no, uh, yeah, early early 2017, man, I got hit with really really bad allergies. Literally, couldn't taste anything for about two weeks, but I kept smoking. How was it? Yeah, well, couldn't taste anything. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke some of that old humidor stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Get rid of it. Got it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I almost never smoke when I'm sick. I just said screw it tonight. Mm-hmm. It doesn't usually help me feel better the next day, especially. So No, it doesn't, but it's a temporary deal. Neither does going sure. to the gym <laughs> when you're sick either, but <laughs> Yeah. And whatever. It is what it is. It is what it isn't. You're right. That's funny. <laughs> Man, it's like you always wonder. The hope is when we do these podcasts that people, when we say certain things and it like strikes a chord, right? Like someone's like, God, I've always wondered. Or I've always wanted to talk about that. Or I've always thought that same thing. Or And that's kind of the cool thing about all this is that I feel like the conversations we have are stuff that really happens across cigar shops. Typically, yeah, I think so. You know, I will tell you, I'm surprised at the amount of, there are two things, like, especially, like, when I go to different cigar shops and stuff, 
I am fascinated by the amount of political conversations that happen in cigar shops. Really? Yeah. I, I am. What's that, Kyle? <laughs> I say I agree with that. The regulars usually know what everybody thinks, right? So they'll oh, make their true. little... Uh, both, both sides will just talk to the people they agree with and have their little echo chambers going on. Well, it's kind of interesting because, look, like in the professional world or even amongst friends, if you're hanging out, sometimes there are certain topics that you just don't bring up, right? Yeah. Um, Not necessarily don't bring up, aren't necessarily talked about as freely. Um, That could cause confrontation. But I am surprised at how much politics are discussed or even on the TV in cigar shops when you go on, when you go in. Yeah. Which I know for us, like when I was managing a cigar shop, I used to discourage. I mean, look, you could talk about whatever you want, right? I didn't really care about that. But you you want to foster an environment where people are comfortable. And sometimes that's a topic that makes people really uncomfortable. And so... Um, I always tried to keep things light myself. So I never, I wouldn't put that on the TV unless somebody asked for it. You you know what I'm saying? Whereas I feel like a lot of these shops, that's a part of the ambiance is like you got your, and it's typically one channel that a lot of cigar shops play. Um, But uh, you know, you'll walk in and that's on the, that's on the TV and uh, stuff like that. So no, for sure. It's kind of interesting. It just, I guess it depends where you are and what your demographics look like around you. Because some places, you know, you put on whatever whatever political channel it is and most people around there agree and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But some places you're going to lose people no matter which side you pick, right? Like yeah. if you sure. walk in, assume, assume they have on CNN, right? You go into a shop and then yeah. assume they have on Fox News at, at the same shop. Do you have yeah. a different opinion of that shop? Maybe you do. Mm-hmm. Right, and you're going to lose people for pretty stupid reason. Business the, walking out your door. The best is, I'm at this shop in D.C. <laughs> last week. It's a husband and wife owner. They have, um, so in D.C. you could have bars and so you could have alcohol and cigars in the same place and food. Depending, I forgot, depending on where you're at, but this was DC proper, right? That's the dream. Yeah. I mean, man, the burger looked good. I should have gotten one, but mm. I didn't. Yeah, this guy that was just fucking good. killing it, man. <laughs> I was like, holy <laughs> shit. I mean, if it's as good as this guy makes it look like, man, I, I need to order one. But anyway, so I'm sitting with the, you know, and, and I asked her, I said, do you get a lot of politicians in here? And she said, uh, she said, yes, we do. And I said, well, what's that like? And she goes, I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat, their money is green. And I just thought yep. that was fucking great. Yep. You know? I thought that was great. Yeah. But it is interesting because... Um, and I will tell another thing and is there is... And maybe I don't want to talk about this. I, I'm going to have to rethink how I want to how I want to approach this topic because 
it is a conversation that I've had with with multiple shop owners, managers, and customers. But I will, but I will throw this question out there, and I'm not going to expand on it. But I, I'm going to throw it out there. We could think about it and 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 whatever. But do you believe that there is segregation in cigar shops? Do you mean like physically where people sit with each other, or like what do you mean? No. Or do you mean like only white people go to cigar shops mostly? Like I, I'm trying to figure out. What no, you're, no. What you're um, within the shop that, or in different shops? Yeah, like a cigar shop gets a reputation as yes. this type of cigar shop or that oh, type of cigar yeah. shop or that. Yep. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's really very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yep. But yeah, I, w- I would like to talk more about that topic some other time. I need to figure out how I want to discuss it. But that is something that has truly been eye-opening to me as I travel the country. Yeah. We need topics from people. Next week. I, I think, Mo, one thing, one thing to add to that that I don't think is even controversial. If you... If you like float down social media pictures in any yeah. form of social media, you'll almost always see people of the same races smoking cigars together. Really? I've never even noticed. I think so. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a lot. I mean, maybe there's somebody of another race in there, but mostly it's a pretty similarly colored group. Hmm. Check it out. I will. I never. I, I guess I never even thought about that. That's interesting. And you know, it's in, even more so though. I, oh, I guess I was just never like that, so I never paid attention to it until recently. Because my way society is though too. My uh, uh, just the way the world it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For good or for bad, right? There it is. Probably more for bad than for good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is fascinating that that's kind of one of those things that nobody really discusses but it definitely exists yeah hmm. yeah i don't know it, it feels like when you walk into a cigar shop right you want it to feel like like a home away from home right so the more people who are like you politically mm-hmm. racially socioeconomically any of that stuff yeah the more you're likely to probably keep going there. Right. I think that's probably true. I don't know. You know what, you know what's fascinating too? People think that the nicer cigar shops are typically in nicer areas or vice versa. I mean, there is some truth to that, but it's not always the case. Sure. And what's even more fascinating is when you go to some cigar shops in really wealthy areas, their best selling cigars are like the bundle stuff. Yep. I can see they'll, that. They'll be, they'll, they'll be like, dude, your cigar is too expensive. What are you, what are you talking about? Hmm. You know, and they're like, well, these are our top three sellers. Our house blend that's seven bucks. Uh, you know, that bundle floor day leave or whatever that's two bucks a stick. You know what I'm saying? And that's fascinating mm-hmm. to me. That's those old rich golfers. Yeah. That just smoke cigars yeah, and play golf. So you think they go through a lot of day or something? They're, they're mm. not. They're just people that smoke cigars. They're not. 
Oh, Cigar gotcha. smokers. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like the people, I feel like the guys that have been smoking for a very long time um, tend to be more of, it's kind of like there's no middle ground. Does that make sense? Like, like they find what they like and they just stick to the. Yeah, and and it doesn't even matter if they like it. Not that's not that they don't like it, but <laughs> it's it's they just. I notice with a lot with like the more senior demographic, they're more likely to be guys who smoke cigars. Sure. Yeah. But, and I shouldn't even say older. I, that actually is not right. Not senior. Senior, not in the terms of age, but senior in the terms of how long they've been smoking cigars. So, like, say a guy's been smoking cigars for 30 years. I mean, he could still be 48 years old. You know what I mean? Sure. It doesn't matter. Um, but if they've been smoking for a really long time, I feel like sometimes they're a little bit more... There's a little bit more likelihood that they are not necessarily that discerning well, versus I feel like, go ahead. You know, there, there's a shop here we've been to that we've told mm-hmm. a story about the Chicago Bulls game. If you remember mm-hmm. that shop, um, has an older clientele and I, I mean, forties up. Yeah. They can't bring new sticks in. I mean, they won't sell. So, it's the same old stuff there, the same. I mean, Jeff used to work there and tried to introduce some new stuff and just could not. They were they wanted the, I don't want to say cheaper sticks, but they were stuck in their ways of what they wanted, and that was it. And they didn't want to try anything new. They wanted a, their old trustees, and they'd come in and yeah. buy them and smoke them and roll on. And then you have, and then look, man, you get, and then you have some guys that have been smoking for years for a long ass time, and they just want to try everything new because they can't believe how much new stuff is out. Oh sure. yeah, there's tons, man. You know. Now here's I, a question for you. I, I wonder yeah. about this. How much of that do you think is age because they just sort of stop giving a fuck, and how much do you think <laughs> is? And I'm just coming up with this on the spot, so I could be wrong yeah. in a lot of this. Is like. There was the the big cigar boom in the '90s, right? Where you had cigar aficionado. That, coming that's out. where it stems from. Yeah. And you had like all these new brands and all these new things. And if you were smoking before then, you may you may not give a shit. Yeah. But if you were smoking after that, there's a chance to be like a nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that, Kyle. So I, I, I wonder. I think that has I think that has more to do with it, and I think that's what I was trying to get at, but didn't know how to explain it. And I think you just did. Hmm. Because like. It's like drinking so, beer, right? Now there's so much craft beer. Yeah. Back in the day, you had your four choices. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like a pre, you know, uh, like a baby boomer or post whatever that next generation was. Yeah. You know. Because we weren't boomer. I mean, we weren't old enough to to smoke cigars during the boom. No. No. Um, so it's hard to really, you know, when people talk about that time, I, I, it's always interesting because, like, I was, like, what, 15 at the time? <laughs> so I had no idea, like, to the extent of what it was like. But you will still go into cigar shops and see brands. You'll be like, oh, I've never seen this before. Yeah, this came out during the boom. And you'll hear that. Sure. You know? 
but kind of interesting. Well, next week. Next week. We need some topics from people. Anybody have anything to talk about, please uh, let us know. (laughs) Anything, uh, ooh. Avo re-released the um, 2005, um, and that's one of my favorite cigars. And it, I got some the other day, and they're fantastic. So if anyone's looking for a nice, medium, plus, smooth, flavorful cigar, check that one out. A little pricey. They're about 17 18 bucks a stick, Chicago price. So maybe a little <laughs> bit less other places. Not Chicago, sorry, Chicago suburbs. Chicago proper probably about 20 bucks but um very good cigar and i remember small batch still had some of the the original ones for a while i don't think they still do but they did those were fantastic because they originally came with no band yeah so have you guys smoked anything lately that you'd recommend people to try um last week we did a, a blind smoke and it turned out to be the my father lug grand oferta i don't know how you mm-hmm. say that word um that was a phenomenally good cigar yes very um, good cigar especially in the toro size yeah and i like to trust my my blind tastings a lot mm-hmm. better than my band on tastings because i could be influenced by something so sure i'd recommend that one pretty highly yeah that was a good cigar drufus i've been smoking old trusties <laughs> Yeah, nothing really new lately. Uh, uh, what was that? Uh, she was about as adventurous as someone on house arrest. Uh, Aladino? That's the old um, Camacho brand? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's, had uh, uh, yeah, the dad and the brother. Yeah, I yeah. had one of theirs the other day. Um, it was pretty good. Um uh, mm-hmm. I did have the uh, Caldwell Madero, the uh, Long Live the King. Yep. Yeah. That was good. Yep. Smoked. I think I talked about it last week on the podcast, but it was really good. You know, we, we talk about unique cigars, um, and I smoked one the other day as well. It was um, the Hoya de Nicaragua 50, 50 year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, smoked it in that um, almost perfecto size and um, extremely uh, unique. Definitely worth trying. Pricey, but uh, worth trying. I mean, you got to try it just to celebrate 50 years of a brand in Nicaragua. Sure. Guys, exhaust sounded like gunshots. <laughs> anyway, could be. Well, where you're at. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, it might be, uh. might be a semi auto. <laughs> right. Next week, guys. Thanks. All right, gentlemen. Yeah, talk care. to you. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at the Salt and Smoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats, 
If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.